where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. A sanctuary. A place of solace for the MGTOW red pill man. Today, we're going to talk about something that's somewhat controversial, and that it goes back to divorce a la 1970. And that is the belief that women deserve to take money away from men because women gave away the best, quote, years of their life, close quote, to the man. And because of this, they deserve to get all the money from the man. Now, let's go back to Don Draper. Mad Men was one of my favorite TV shows. It's on Netflix, I believe. Got to go watch it if you never watch it. It's peak TV. Truly great show. It takes place from like 1962 to 1970. And in the 60s, Don Draper is married to the very beautiful, very beautiful January Jones, who's an ice queen. But anyway, he eventually marries another woman, Megan, who ends up turning on him because Don Draper is damaged. He's a damaged man. He grew up in a whorehouse. But my point is this. See, back before no-fault divorce started in 1970, it was not uncommon for men to be the ones who initiated divorce disproportionately and they normally did it not because they wanted to go their own way and be alone but because they just wanted the younger wife they were tired of the old wife they wanted a younger wife and so as a way to reward the woman and because women didn't really work back then of course there was peggy olson you know there's women who were secretaries and and maybe some teachers and clerical work back in the 60s or 50s you know whatever time we're talking about since they didn't work the man felt obligated, and because he loved his wife to a certain extent, he just didn't find her sexually attractive or was in love with her anymore, to reward her, remunerate her, whatever you want to call it, for her duty, her time spent. And so she would get half the assets and the children and then alimony because she didn't work. And so it was like atonement, right? The man wanted the younger, hotter wife, and as atonement for his 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 deed to expatiate his conscience, he would pay out. So arguably they both benefited. She, although wouldn't be married to the man, she was still going to be provided for the rest of her life. She didn't have to work. Did she ever work? No, most of them they didn't. Right? They were housewives. She didn't have to work and she'd get the co- the, the comfort of the kids and the, the companionship of the kids. And she'd be taken care of with alimony until she died or remarried, which Betts, January Jones, does remarry, quickly rebound relationship. And, of course, she still loves Don Draper and cheats behind the new husband with Don Draper later on. Spoiler alert. And then, super spoiler alert, she dies of cancer in the last season. That's the way it was. Now, today it's a fundamentally different thing. But you still hear echoes of this. 
A woman gives away her best years of her life, her fertility, her high SMV years in her 20s. Peak fertility, peak youth, right? She squeezes out some puppies, as Bender says in Breakfast Club. Claire, that's a fat girl's name, Claire. Sure, you're thin, but after you squirt out some puppies, you're going to go. <laughs> I could quote Breakfast Quote lines all the time, Breakfast Club lines all the time. But the belief is this, and I've heard this from even some red pill people. I've heard this from Stefan Molyneux, a well-known online philosopher. He used to have a million uh, subscribers on YouTube before he was completely <laughs> deplatformed, and I feel bad for the man. But he has this line of argument. It's like, well, you know, women deserve to take all the assets of the man because she gave away her peak years. And look, here, here's my salient, cogent point. This would make sense if it was still 1962 when men were initiating divorce disproportionately. But the problem with this argument of women deserve to take all the man's money because she gave away her best years of her life is she's the one who's initiating divorce. 75% of all divorces are initiated by women. And if she's college educated, it's 90%. She's the one initiating divorce, not the man. So now the man gets divorce raped loses his assets, has to pay alimony, and it wasn't his choice. See, and you could argue he loses his kids, sees them every day now to four nights a month. And you could argue, well, Gregory, see, that's what happened to the woman. No. See, the woman didn't work. And so the woman, as atonement for the man deciding to go younger, kind of won out. So they both win. The man, arguably, not from the Red Pill perspective, but from 1960, the man got the younger, hotter wife, the woman got taken care of. It was a win-win situation, aside from the kids, of course. But let's be fair. The kids are always collateral damage, unfortunately. But in today's 2020 world, there's definitely a winner and a loser. Women initiates divorce. The man doesn't win because the man is the one who's paying out. And he didn't ask for the divorce. He's the one who's losing money. Whereas in 1970, the man might initiate divorce, but the woman is winning money. So the person who's being afflicted upon, slighted, whatever you want to call it, was benefiting financially and would be taking care of the rest of her life. But today in America, it's not that way, my friends. It's not that way. The woman initiates divorce, and because she in her capricious manner decides to initiate divorce because she's no longer happy or she has her eye to monkey branch, whatever it is, there's definitely a loser in this, and that's the man, because the man has to pay for the woman's mistake, literally. The man's got to pay for the woman's decision for the next who knows how many years by losing 50 to 70% of his assets and child support and his children and have to pay alimony for the woman to make the unilateral decision and the marriage. So when Stefan Molyneux and others say, well, the woman deserves to take all the money from the man because she gave away her peak years, that's only if she was the one slighted, but she's not. And we know statistically 90% of the time, a lot of women are college educated, 90% of the time she initiated the divorce. And it's not because he cheated. It's because she was unhappy. You work too much or you work too little. You make not enough money. Disillusionment, excessive expectations, projection of quite traits that the man never had. Whatever it is, hypergamy, whatever you want it, whatever reason it is, narcissism, solipsism. She initiates it, fleeces the man. Now the man has lost his assets, lost his kids. So no, I don't agree with the assertion that women agree to or women 
women deserve to take the money from the man because she gave away her base years. First of all, A, she chose to marry the man. And B, she's the one who's initiating the divorce. Now, a lot of women don't have forethought, foresight. They don't think, oh, when I when I leave this man. Because look, the, the biggest rise of divorces is in the 40s and 50s. These women who are like, I'm going to live another 40 years. I can't be next to this guy snoring all the time. We sleep in separate beds. I'm going to divorce him. The great divorce. A lot of these women don't think long term. It's like, oh, I'm going to enter my invisible years. No man's going to want me to marry me. You, know, you might get some pump and dumps and some bangs when you're in your 40s. That's what Bravo wants you to think, the television network. But... No man's gonna want to marry you. Sharon Stone recently came out and says, "I'm I don't I'm tired of dating. I don't I'm fed up with dating." It's because she's 62 and she thinks she can get 62 year old men. 62 year old men don't want Sharon Stone. They want a 30 year old. She doesn't get it. She doesn't know her sexual market value. But either way, since the woman initiates divorce and she chose to marry, that doesn't give her carte blanche to, to take all the money away from the man. I think truly the way it should work is whoever initiates the divorce doesn't get a dime. Now, this would never happen, of course, because the, the, the argument will be from the left, ACLU and women's like, well, then women will be trapped and, and be battered wives. Okay, first of all, this is a trope that's not true. Statistically, 45% of abuse in a relationship is woman done to man. So it's almost equal. But if it was a policy that whoever initiated divorce wouldn't get child support or the children or a dime. You would see families stay intact. They would work it out, this idea of working it out. Now it's just too easy. No fault divorce. There's no there's no punishment. It's impunity, right? She gets away scot-free, takes everything. There's no social stigma anymore. And she runs away with money. So as long as there's a financial incentive to divorce, divorce is still going to be pervasive. And yes, divorce rates are dropping because marriage rates are dropping because cohabitation is going up. But per capita marriage is still 50% divorce. So again, would you get on a plane if it crashed 50% of the time? Apparently a lot of men will. And a lot of stupid men will get on the plane again when it crashes 70% of the time in second marriages. So guys, look, don't fall for this. I gave up my best years of my life to be with you. Therefore, I deserve all the money I get. No. It was your choice. It was your choice. And you're initiating all the divorces. And now it's a lopsided world where the man is broke. He has a great divorce. He doesn't have time to rebound financially many times. He loses his kids. He started a business on his own. She gets 50% of the business. He worked for the military. She gets 50% of the retirement. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. And this is why I tell you men who have not yet married, don't be a fucking idiot and sign the marriage contract. It is truly the Faustian pact. And you'd be a fool to sign it. Oh, but she's great, Gregory. You don't know her. Maybe. Maybe you got that 10% chance it's going to work out. Maybe. And I, and I hope you do. But don't be, don't be coming to me after being married a year or even five or even 10 years. Just wait. And you're going to be one of those men who's miserable and married. A lot of men are like that. Men don't initiate divorce. They suck it up and just wait for the clock to run out. It's women who initiate divorce. Men tolerate so much more in marriages. This is never talked about. You hate your wife. She nags. She steals all your money. She hemorrhages out your money. She's messy. She doesn't cook. She doesn't clean. 
you're dealing with her addictions, her, her, her neuroses, her paranoia, sexless marriage, she's getting overweight, and you look at her and you're like, why did I sign up for this long term? And now you're just waiting for the bullet. Because marrying a woman is essentially giving her a loaded gun on the wedding night. She might not use it first month, first year, first 10 years. But any time, because you signed away your leverage by signing the Faustian Pact that is a marriage contract, she can destroy you at any moment, at any caprice, any whim. She can destroy you and take away your kids, take away all your money. So man, I exhort you, any of you, who are not yet married, don't do it. Don't think with your heart. Don't think with your phallus. Think with your head. Purge the relationship thirst. Embrace red pill literature. Deprogram yourself from the Disney indoctrination and inculcation and go your own way. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles. If you want to help us out, if you get anything out of the content, click on the PayPal link in the episode notes found here. Also, Buy my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. You can find them on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback. If you need some one-on-one coaching from the Red Pill perspective or some weight loss tips or weight maintenance tips, because as you guys know, I've kept over 100 pounds off for 30 years, contact me through the Clarity FM link. And as always, if you're new to the channel, which is the most reviewed Red Pill podcast out there, please post an honest review. It helps with my analytics. Subscribe so new episodes come to you. Lastly, go subscribe to my other sister channel, Confessions of an Obese Child. I think we have about 70 episodes there. I talk about my early childhood uh, trauma, addictions, and how to overcome early childhood trauma to optimize your life. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.